Welcome to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast, where we give salon, spa, and med spa owners quick tips to make more money, inspire your team, and create world-class client experiences. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast. Uh, Happy to be with you again. My name is Michael Yost. Again, I'm the president here at Strategies, and the cooler part about it is I get to be your host again for the day. And so we are, I'm really, really excited about the fact that uh, got some great conversation going uh, around leadership and uh, just all kind of cool things that are just twisting my brain up that we all got to talk about and I want to share with you guys. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, So here's what I have with me today. I've got two fantastic people. The first one is our director of education, Barbara Pierce. Barbara, how are you this morning? I am doing well, Michael. Thank you so much for having us today. Um, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm come on, I'm doing awesome. <laughs> like I do every day, right? And we are also joined by one of our great coaches, educators, business owner, Leslie Winterode. Leslie, how are you? I'm good. Good. Happy to be here. Well, happy to have you here. As always. So, yeah. So When it comes to today, you know, here's where this came about for all those listening in. uh, I will tell you right now, this is just one of those conversations that we were having uh, in the in just in natural dialogue. And I'm like, we got to record this because this is so good. Uh, This has got to be a podcast. And so to kind of bring you guys, the listeners up to speed, um, here was the dialogue. And the dialogue has been all around leadership and more than leadership, not in the traditional sense. We're talking about How do we inspire and how do we build stronger teams and and community and how do we lead with heart and how do we lead with passion and emotion and just all these different places we're coming in. And, you know, I think one of the places I want to start is I'm going to kind of start with you, Leslie, because you just said it in again, before I hit the record button, you made a comment that just really sprung something in my brain that was like, You made the comment like, if you don't look good, we don't look good. And we were kind of framing that within leadership. Talk to me a little bit more about, I mean, just kind of share where your mind is when you made that statement. Yeah, well, I think someone asked me the question recently and said, you know, how do I inspire my team or how do I, how do we get our teams inspired to this or this or that? And, you know, they're wanting the, we're wanting the easy, like, here's the five bullet points or, you know, here's the, here's the five things you got to do or the three things you got to do. And when I really sit back and look at it, when my team is the strongest, it's when I'm the strongest. And so where it came from was if, if, if I don't, if I don't look good, they don't look good because it comes from, it comes from me inspiration, you know, and, and, and inspiration comes from them. If they don't look good, we don't look good. So it, I mean, it's really, you know, it's it's going back to that, you know, yes, leadership. If I'm the owner of the company, of course, I have this role, but we all have that role, you know, and when we are our best is when we all look good. And and that's from the inside, you know, and so that that's where that came from. And so because um, I don't think there's an easy fix. I don't think there's a here's the five things you do to inspire your team or here's the you know, here's the thing, here's the 10 things that are going to get you to the million dollar or 2 million or 10 million, or, you know, I just, there's a lot of systems and structure and thing, but if, but if you don't look good, we don't look good. And I wholeheartedly live that and believe that. And listen, I have had some times where I did not look good (laughs) and trust me, my company (laughs) suffered from it. And so, um, but I do know when I look good, meaning 
feel good and know what I'm doing, what I'm driving, where I'm going. I am, I'm, I am so much more grounded, so much more present, present, have better conversations with my team that in turn get reactions better than I expected. It's just, it's this whole, it's this whole like just effective right. cause and effect. Right. I mean, I think that I think the challenging part is, is that, you know, we just get tired sometimes, you know, you get, you just get tired, you get, you get kind of feeling, I, I don't want to, I don't know, I'm about to say the word that I don't want to use. I must say, I don't want to use the word, but I'm about to use it. Uh, but sometimes we can feel maybe a little bit beat up. Sometimes we can feel just, I think it's more just tired, not in the sense that I guess when I say beat up, I don't mean that we have people coming at us in a negative way. I think it just more comes down to the day to day, just, man, it just throws punches at us. It's, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, whatever those things happen to be, or just the, just the things that need to happen, especially, I will say, especially if you're out there and you're a a service provider and also the leader, I mean, again, just, it doesn't mean it, and I guess maybe it's unfair to say that, because I think there's, there's challenges on both, on all sides, but hey, like you just said, it's if I'm not at my best, my team can't be at their best. And I think that really that's that is the core uh, that we have to kind of be aware of and just kind of going, all right, well, how do I start to do that? And it would be nice if we could just go, oh, if you do A, B and C, suddenly everything cures itself. Uh, certainly, I guess there are things we, that you can do. But, you know. Yeah, that, I think that's just the biggest, I think that's the the challenge of it is how do we overcome that and how do we find our way to be our best every day? Um, I think, you know, I think one of the most simple things that it's the most, it's the hardest, easiest thing to start with. And I think, I, I you know, I think when we feel beat up or we feel tired or we feel whatever those are, it could be anger, it could be resentment, it can be whatever you have to write down what it is coming at you and what it's creating for you. And so if it's, you know, oh, my team keeps coming to me about X, Y, Z, or, you know, they didn't get this, or, you know, they don't understand this, or I don't know, whatever, whatever the issue is, just start to write it down, like have an entire journal or notebook that's just, here's all the things coming at me. And, you know, and if you want to mix it all up, it can be home, it can be work, it can be business, it can be whatever, but what are all the things coming at me? And then from there, why is this creating stress? You know, what's the root behind this? And what you're going to start to see is so many of these things have have one thing in common. You know, with your team, it might be, you know, we've got communication breakdowns or it might be, you know, our financial health is 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 what's creating this. Or I, I don't know, you know, everyone's going to be so different, even though we're so seemingly alike. But you have to identify that. And then from there, I, I do believe in, in, you know, okay, where am I going? And how am I going to take this to the other side? And it goes back, you know, we did a classic conference, but the miracle morning and those savers in the morning, you know, it's, it's what is my vision? You know, it's sit in silence and be where you are. And then it's affirmations. You know, I am growing a success, successful, sustainable company. I am growing a strong, solid team. I do. I am surrounded by the right team to get me to where I want to be or whatever, whatever those affirmations are. Again, they're different for everybody, but it's that grounded in 
here's where I am. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm going living with gratitude, you know, but, but it's the reading and then feeding yourself the right, the right information, you know, constantly reading, studying, you know, talking like we're talking this morning, you guys inspire me all the time. And it's just being around like-minded people that keep you and your head in a, in a space that, cause it can get dark quick. We all know that, you know, right. it's, it's the, it's the, the, you know, one rock starts to drop and then, you know, there's the avalanche. <laughs> right, <laughs> Leslie, I want to, I want to touch on something that you actually said earlier when we were talking before the podcast about, um, being grounded, being present. You just, you know, reiterated that point a moment ago. And I think a lot of times as leaders um, that saying we create our own weather, um, we take so much on ourselves and we stretch ourselves so thin and we spend like little Tasmanian devils. I've got to complete this task, but that one's not done. And this person needs attention. And we just spin out sometimes. And I think we create our own weather. We we put so much on ourselves and we could chase another rabbit trail about, you know, working really hard to create leaders and, and, you know, engage our teams so that we could delegate, but let's just stop for a moment and, and go back to what you said. I remember growing up or well, when my kids were growing up and my mother um, was always there and was always, you know, there to take the burden off of us and to help out. And, and I was talking to her one time about, you know, how I found her so inspiring in that, you know, what she did for all of us. And she said, I don't do anything but stand still for you. And wouldn't it be nice if everybody had someone to stand still for them? Meaning she was just, she just stood still for us and was that calm in the storm. And sometimes I think as leaders, we create our own weather, we get frantic, that energy pours onto the team Mm -hmm. And maybe how about as leaders, we give ourselves a moment to just cut ourselves a break and to practice a little bit of self-care and to realize that we can't do everything. And as we're growing a team, we don't have to, we'll, we'll get to the point where we can, you know, some of the things that is on our plate, we can move. And for a moment, why don't we as leaders just give ourselves permission to stand still for our company, to just be there, be present Stop beating ourselves up over the things that we haven't got done or the things that we still need to do and just listen to the rhythm of our company for a moment and what it needs from us and be grounded and present. And when you show up, Leslie, I I really have taken to heart what you said about that, you know, the savers and in the morning resetting your, your intention for the day and your purpose and really, you know, taking a moment to pay attention to yourself and then bringing that calmer energy into the company so that when things explode, you don't become part of the explosion. You become part of the calm and the aftermath. And mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, maybe we should practice standing still just for a moment. Mm-hmm. Give it a week. See what happens. Absolutely. You know, this is, I was going to say, this is, you know, jumping. Some things are jumping around in my brain, you know, listening to you guys and, you know, just kind of processing you know, this is one of those things tagging into and, and kind of extending, at least where my brain is, what you just said, shared, Barbara. And again, Leslie, you started triggering it as well is I kind of wonder when it became like something that when did the rule become that if you're a leader, you can't be you can't be just genuine. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure where that kind of where that's who made that rule. And I think what I mean by that is I think so many times we feel like we have to be this superhero, 
maybe. Yes. You know what I mean? We got to be above the, we got to be above the fray and we got to be stronger than it all. And blah, 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 blah. We got to have the answers and, and all of this that the biggest thing is, and as I've done, you know, just some reading and some research and things like that. And especially, you know, it's something that if you happen to be at our conference, something I shared from the main stage and digging into it, just that whole idea of being someone that is genuine is the greatest gift that you can give to everyone around you being, you know, and it came out of, of, of Brene Brown talked about, you know, the vulnerability and this kind of all ties in, you know, being able to be vulnerable, just meaning being your authentic self. And so that's where that genuine word for me came from as I'm thinking about this, but just being able to be your authentic self and who you are is so powerful because that's heart, you know, that shows heart. And so I think sometimes we get into this mindset of that we can't be that, um, that we have to be something different, us, you know, this, this cornerstone, this, this, you know, that, that piece that holds it all together kind of a thing. I even change my tone of my voice when I talk about it, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> Oh, it's got to be strong. Right. Um, <clears throat> but that's not always who we are. And that's okay. Because I think that's where when we see people, or I, I think this naturally, I mean, I'm going to kind of spin into this idea of because my brain's twisting now. I think that, that does that not naturally maybe build team organically? Because what is the purpose of a team? A purpose of a team is that you have other people around that you support you when you need the support. And so the only way people can support you is when they see you need it, <laughs> you know? So if it's always you come in with the, the, the look of, I got it all handled, um, everyone knows you don't because no one does in their life. No one does. And so it's okay to be genuine and you and be vulnerable because I think that might naturally Start growing team around you because their purpose is let me pick you up when you're not your best. And that actually is part of the reason why clicking this and going from our conversation, like we got to get this on, we got to get this into a podcast because that's, I think a lot of times what you guys especially do for me. And I think what we do for each other is just being able to be there when Michael's not at his peak is the fact that the cool thing about it is I get to have great conversations like with the two of you and you help me and support me in ways and just, but if I never showed that, yeah. you'd never be able to recognize it. And it yeah. might create, I, I, I'm hoping the side benefit is it creates, I feel more part of this. I don't know, I'm going to shut up because I feel like I'm rambling at this point. Maybe that's triggering something for someone else. No, it's, tr it's triggering something for me because here, here's, you, you completely just nailed what I wish someone would have told me as my 18 year old self, because it's always had I known then what I know now, but you know, unfortunately, fortunately I learned this in my forties where I am now. I wish I would have learned this in my twenties, but you know, I've been in, I've been working for, uh, I've been at gold waves for 23, 24 years now. And, you know, I came in as a fixer and I have been a fixer for 23 years. And I was a fixer until I couldn't fix 
And, you know, this all falls into pandemic. And, you know, I had some personal things moving and things that went on, but it broke me. But my team was so used to me fixing, like, you know, I mean, it wouldn't matter what it was. It could be the toilet and it could be, we've got 18 people that showed up and we have no room on the books and I would figure out where to get them all in. You know, I mean, it didn't matter what the issue was. Leslie fixed everything. And so not only did I put myself on that, I can do it. So did they. And so when I fell several years ago and couldn't fix and was not good, it was like, oh, I don't know what to do with that over there. And I became like, it just, whoa. And so, you know, through, through, through this journey, you know, it's really, it's given me tools to go, I don't have to fix everything and I don't want to fix everything. But, you know, conversations now with the team, it's not, we have to be perfect or we have to do it right. Or we have to make sure this and this and this get done. It's like, do what you think's best. Lead with your values or our values. We're all going in the same direction. I trust you. You trust me. Not all of us have the answer. And let's pick each other up along the way. You know, it's kind of like the, is it a leapfrog? <laughs> and you jump over and then you go to the back of the line. It's just right, like, yeah. Or whatever yeah. the game is. It's just like, okay, lean on whoever's strong enough to do it. And it just, it works better. But you're right. It's just being your authentic self and not someone that you're not, not that I was never like fake or, you know, but it was, I was trying to be everything for everyone, not only from a fix it standpoint, but taking on everyone's emotion. And you talk about 23 years of taking on everything that everybody's going through and their financial and their family and their da da da. I mean, it'll kill you. And and you know, but learning how to deflect that and learning how to help others and learning how to help others solve their own. But but again, Barbara, like you said, it's it's being present and it's listening and it's it's meeting them where they are. And just being, I read something this morning because we were having a conversation, three of us were having a conversation yesterday and I was reading something on mindfulness and something I read, it was, it was, it was about this, this, uh, this Buddhist monk. And he was talking about how he, he, he would just, he goes in the morning and he prays to God and, and someone asked him, well, what do you ask for? And he said, he says, nothing. I just listen. And they said, what does God ask? What does God tell you? And he said, nothing. He just listens. And I was like, that's it. What? <laughs> Stop doing that to me right now. Like, wait a second. You're twisting me up, man. Well, listen, you told me yesterday, what's a book I need to read? I'm like, well, I'm going to go find the book. So I've probably read like excerpts from it, but that was what I read this morning. And I was like, oh. Did you ever pick a book out, by the way? No, but Janine Letford has helped us. I went. I went ahead and reached out to her too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, uh, Michael. I want to, you know, going back to that vulnerable. And Leslie, I'm going to think about that for days. That's going to bounce around in my head. By the way, <laughs> but you said a word when you were talking that really that I was thinking when Michael was talking about the vulnerability and being vulnerable as a leader and. And I think it's the word that really stuck with me was trust because 
I think sometimes in our as in leadership, we get in our head that the only way to build trust is to always be right and make the perfect decisions and never be wrong. And and if I'm wrong or if I made a wrong decision, then that's it. My whole foundation crumbles and nobody's gonna, you know, believe in me as a leader anymore. And and I think we're I think that's where we may be getting it wrong sometimes because people can see through that when you make a bad decision and then pretend like it was a good one. People see through that and they know that was a bad decision and you're acting like it was a good one. And that breaks trust. And, you know, Michael, you said it a long time ago that trust is that echo chamber. I trust you, you trust me. But when you break that cycle, it takes a long time to rebuild that machine. And mm-hmm. and I think as leaders, you know, our fear of being vulnerable does so much more damage than we think it's doing. We We think the damage is, oh, I made a wrong decision or I said something wrong or I, you know, but that's not true. The damage is pretending like it was a right one because they can see through it. And that vulnerability um, is actually a trust builder that it's sneaky in the way that it does it. And and to be to be able to say to your team and, and going back, Leslie, I pick you up, you pick me up, to be able to go back and say, hey, that decision was not my best. And here's why. And here's how I think we can fix that moving forward and install a better plan because it's never too late to install a better plan. I think that's where the team really starts to strengthen and maybe even ask them, what would you have done differently? What do you think we could have done to change that? That vulnerability comes out. And then going back to what you just said, now you got to listen to them. You got to really hear them when, when you ask that question, what can we do? as a team to get stronger moving forward and how can I lean on you? You got to be willing to to actually lean on them and listen to them. And that's hard too sometimes putting that down. You know, like you said, for 20 something years, I was the fixer. How do you put that down and become part of the team? And everybody is now the fixer. That's difficult. I think we take yeah. for granted the I think we take for granted the idea that listening is easy. Yeah, I think that that's something as I as I kind of process that, you know, again, you twisted me all up with that whole monk uh, statement (laughs) analogy thing there, story. It's like it's got my brain all like what? But but I think that, you know, that is, you know, there is so so much we can learn just from that alone. But thinking about like I, I have to admit, I'm not sure the last time I actually thought about, you know, Am I really a good listener? And sometimes we hear that out there. Sometimes that that's kind of a little buzz phrase that you're like, be a good listener. But when it really comes down to it, you really put it to the test and you say, what does it really look like to genuinely just listen? That it's a whole different, it's a whole different game. And, you know, because that 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 takes discipline. I, I think there's a real discipline to that uh, that uh, many of us, uh, I would count myself as one when I say this, uh, have not developed or not developed nearly well enough, um, you know, as far as that goes. So, I mean, this is all just, I mean, again, that's why I love, you know, I love this conversation is just as we sit here and we think to ourselves, the idea of, you know, this whole dialogue started around leadership and maybe the idea of being a better leader, being a strengthening leader, building a better, you know, what, however you kind of started, however we came into this, uh, this, again, if, 
if we don't look good, you know, if I don't look good, the team doesn't look good. Just that whole thing that you put out there, Leslie, is we got to be our best to be able to, you know, to give back. And, and how do we do that? You know, I think it is these things like, you know, things that do lead to it. It's not necessarily, it's not so much the five things that you got to do, but if we do start to just kind of process a little bit and start to say, all right, what if I became a better listener? What if I became more my authentic self that again, whether you want to call that genuine, whether they call that attached to that vulnerability, awesome. Whether it just becomes like how I begin my day uh, with a different level of intent uh, in some way, shape or form. How did these things help help me? You know, I think we can even look back. It's like almost like this is almost, again, where we are now is there is absolutely, I think, an evolution. I mean, business is always an evolution. Leadership's always an evolution. You know, you know, I think there probably was certainly. I know there was because that's why we kind of have a lot of the the hangups that we all have uh, in our brains that we got to be this type of person. We got to be this. We got to be this. We got to have answers and all this because there, I'm sure there was absolutely a, a time in business and in leadership where that's what was, that's what really counts. And yes, there are times where we have to be a leader that says, you know what, we have to have it. Actually, it was said best. Here's something else that really hit me this morning. Uh, currently right now, as we're, as we're, we're talking about this, uh, we have a class going on in our, in our training center. And uh, so I was in there this morning and I was asking them, Hey, give me some of your ahas. And one of the people said, one of my ahas was, I had to learn how to put some backbone with my wishbone. And I was like, that's really good. I am so stealing that. And I've stole it now uh, a mere 60 minutes later after I heard it. Uh, but what I thought about that was that is, you know, again, as leaders, you know, there are times where we, again, that backbone or these things come in where we have to be strength. We have to have strength because it fits who we are and the convictions that we have because we're genuine, vulnerable people that, you know what I mean? Because of all these other things, I think this strengthens our backbones. I think this strengthens us so that we can attach that to our wishbone because as leaders, we also have to have that visionary piece, that where we go in peace, that dream it out there piece. And not, again, not be afraid to do that either. So just putting it down, just laying stuff down for us, I guess. Yeah, no, I, to I totally agree with that. And, and, you know, and, and again, I mean, everything you're saying leads back to if you're not, if you don't look good, or you don't feel good, they don't, they, they don't look good or whatever. You don't, the feeling of having to get your backbone out or have the, it goes away when you start to ground yourself daily and know where you're going, what you're doing and who you are and visual, you know, I think vision, purpose, mission has been given a bad rap because I remember even back in the eighties, um, in the early nineties, you know, and it's write your mission statement, write your vision, you know, and it was confusing and someone would have this really brought, you know, big sentence with all these big words. And I was like, oh, mine's never going to compete with that. You got so caught up in what it looked like to other people that you were never even really writing a true authentic statement for yourself. At least I wasn't. And so because you were trying to impress everybody else in the classroom or whatever, I whatever. And, you know, 
now being so grounded and knowing what you're growing and what you're building and who you are and how you want to show up. And I'm not even just talking about for your team. I mean, how I want to show up for my children, how I want to show up for my husband, how I want to show up for my friends. You know, I mean, it's just, if you don't look good, none of that is as healthy as it could be. And, um, and, and it all comes back to that. And so here's what I'll, here's what I'll say too, because I know this started with, you know, how do we drill down more into the, to the team level? And as I'm just starting to think about this, you know, once you get yourself healthy and how, you know, health means a whole lot of things, but when, when I'm talking about health right now, I'm talking about vision, purpose, mission, who I am, you know, do I feel good inside mentally, all the things then I do feel like it's our job as leaders to grow our team. And yes, technical skills. Yes, you know, show them the numbers. Yeah, you know, there's all the things. But I'm talking about what we're talking about. It is our responsibility to grow these younger generations that come to work for us and invest in them. And I, you know, I, I have I have huge mentors in my life, and this this is the piece that they gave me in my life was the personal growth. It was the looking inside to find the answers. It was, you know, not competing with the Joneses. It was, I am my own competition, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's Edwin Neal is, is, is one of them. And he, you know, he, 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 I feel like he was one of the industry first to really start, you know, talking values and talking core values and talking vision and mission and, you know, and really in strengthening us, you know, our annual meetings at Neil Corporation were all personal growth. We would have clowns come in and talk about, you know, six inch floaters and, you know, and healthy bowels and what that meant for your mental. I mean, it was it was hilarious. And, but I didn't even know where I was at the time. And now looking back, I'm just like, man, he was on to something. And so for me. I feel very responsible for providing that for my team because I know when the personal growth is there and the and they're becoming better, just bettering themselves, all that other stuff that we teach, the numbers, the scoreboards, the cash flow, the, you know, add on the teamwork, the, the, all that comes. Right. Because they love where they are and they love where they work. So <clears throat> that's how you drill it down. Right. You know, we and yeah, just to jog your memory, we started on this path because we were talking about making our workplace inspiring. How do you how do you create an inspiring environment in the workplace? And of course, we, you know, went straight to leadership. And Leslie said, you know, it is inspiring when the leader is grounded and present. But but to what you were saying, growing a team. If you want to be, you know, as an inspiring leader, if you think about inspiring, I think a lot of times in our minds we turn it into you know, I have to give a Braveheart speech every day and and always be on. And, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. I can never make a mistake. I can't be vulnerable. I got to go in, you know, swords drawn, Braveheart speech, seize the day, carpe diem. And, and what I've, you know, was thinking about when you were talking is going back to my mom saying, stand still. If we're trying to create an inspiring place to work, if we're trying to grow a team, that means that we aren't the ones always given the brave heart speech. If we want the team to be inspired, we want them to show their emotion 
and their enthusiasm. And as leaders, sometimes I think we can take up all of the space in the room, trying to be the one who's banging that drama, the vision, the values, the mission, the one who's being the inspirational person in the room. And if we are really living our values in our company and our team, we've we've worked hard to inspire our team to believe in that and feel that, then we've got to allow them to sometimes give the Braveheart speech and get out of the way. And that goes back to that vulnerability in a company that is is trying to grow a team. You've got to have the strength as a leader to sometimes not be the one leading at that moment to let somebody else, you know, as you're growing that team, if you want to be an inspiring place to work, you've got to let their enthusiasm have space to move around the room when when you have inspired them, when you hit the nail on the head and you got it right. And now they're going to be the one, you know, to take the victory lap and to, you know, give the Braveheart speech and to inspire someone else on the team. I think that's hard a lot of times for us is to, we feel like we've got to, you know, going back to just stand still, be present and listen. Because I think a lot of times we go in thinking I've got to carry all of the weight, including being the cheerleader and the inspiring one. And and it's, you know, give yourself permission to to watch others on your team grow into that that leadership in their own right and take up that mantle for you from time to time. And and then you're cheering them on and watching them run with it, with your vision, with the values of your company. Well, how much more inspiring for the team is it when let's just say you show up to a huddle today and they do their, you know, I do this. I, I live in Houston. My salon's in Fort Worth. I'm four hours away. So when I show up, I'm tech, I'm typically not leading a huddle because I don't even know what they're talking about because I'm not there on the day-to-day stuff. But they'll look at me and, you know, do you have anything to add? And a lot of times I do because I, I talk a lot. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> but how much more, how, how much do they take away when I just say, I'm just looking around the room and can't believe the amazing team that you guys have built. Like I get emotional talking about it. It's so, it's just the Braveheart speech. You can't do it all the time. Yes. Do it when you need to be proud of what they are building because it's, it's amazing. And you don't have to be everything to everybody, but man, acknowledge them. And, and guess what? You do that, your your phone or however you communicate, it's going to blow up and they're going to go, I have, I have an idea. I, this is what I think I want to do. What do you think about this? I want to go recruit at the schools. Like this seriously happens. And yep. it's like, oh my God, I don't have to do everything. And all I said was y'all are awesome. Like why can't we be better at that? <laughs> right. No, I mean, you know, you you absolutely, you know, you are hitting it a hundred percent, Leslie, and and what you're sharing, Barbara. It's, you know, I'm sitting here as as I look at things. I'm going to kind of because again, I want to be aware of just, uh, you know, the, I mean, this conversation has been fantastic, um, and and I'm looking at the clock, going, holy cow, you know, we've already, I'm like, wow, we've already been like. 35 minutes on this. And man, there's so much more to talk about. So I want to kind of start to bring this, at least this particular conversation uh, to a little bit of a close here. Uh, And definitely there's so many more things I want to talk about around this after, but we'll make those other podcasts down the road for sure. 
But here's what I, I guess here's what I like maybe all of us to do, because I think we're all in the same mindset of kind of processing just this whole dialogue and and what can we give back, right? What can we give back to the to the listener and people that are that are tuning into this? So here's what I'm gonna kind of kind of summarize from uh what's been so powerful for me. We talk about this idea of leadership and really then in the end, we ended with how that inspires your culture, how that inspires your workplace. Uh, Again, we talked about genuine and vulnerable and the way we start our days and showing up our best self, but also just recognizing the fact that we can always be 100%. And that's okay because that actually is good because showing our genuine self is a good thing. But as we end with this idea of, again, going back to inspiring Leslie, you really kind of said this, and I just want to reemphasize it for anyone that might have just might have missed it with all the good stuff that's being shared. Everything we're talking about, you're exactly right. When we want to get if we want to talk about let's get results and let's get numbers and let's get this, listen, we do these things. Those things are going to automatically happen because you now have people that are invested in what they're doing at a whole different level. You know, it's why they come to work. They understand the purpose of why they come to work. All right. You know, we do X, Y, and Z. And we understand that. We understand that game. But you want to change that game, you know, really show up. And and all these things that we talked about wasn't anything about what system this and what this, that. People are going to be inspired to follow that and to and to do their work at their highest level when we show up like we've been talking about that's the inspiration and i'll kind of sum it up this way and then kind of pass the baton again this kind of builds out of again i'm going to hearken back to uh just what i was able to share again at the keynote from the conference was the things we're talking about these build the uh, experiences that people have with us and experiences then foster beliefs. And so beliefs then drive and create action. And so we often think about actions and that's the action that we do that makes a result because the highest part of that pyramid is there are four stages in that pyramid. The top of that pyramid is the result Right below that is the action. And we tend to focus ourselves there on that action that could give us a result. But everything we talked about here, this inspiration and things like that, the result of this is this creates experiences with strength and beliefs, man. And that is where long term you want to inspire a team and you want to create a team that wants to be stay a part of your culture. And you want to, you know, you want to create empowered leaders. And I'm going to touch on what you said, Leslie, be a mentor in this way and show them what an empowered leader looks like. And sometimes an empowered leader just listens. Simple as that. Just listens. So baton passed. Who wants to pick it up from here to kind of summarize anything that you got in your brain? Leslie, I saw your face. Well, I for those that are don't not see the video of this, we're talking on Zoom. Leslie's just there. And if you know Leslie, like her brain is like, I am processing so many cool things in my head right now that my brain is overwhelmed and I'm flooding. So actually, all I'm doing now is I'm stalling a little bit. I'm giving Leslie a time to kind of think, uh, you know, as far as that goes. So 
Well, so I don't know when this is going to go out to anybody, but I, but I'm going to talk about where we are right now. And right now we are in the month of November and we are three weeks out from Thanksgiving and we are going into the busiest time of year for most of our companies. And it's the perfect time to get ourselves healthy and to just even if you don't do all the things of reading and scribing and visioning and affirmations and all the things, start your day with gratitude, you know, and look at what you do have and, and be thankful for all the things you do have. Um, and tell your team and show up in that gratitude, thankful, just genuine, authentic, vulnerable self. And if you cry because you're so happy, like, listen, I do it all the time. It's okay. Um, but over these next two months, like, I, you know, I'm not saying you can schedule one-on-ones out, but it just for an action item or something to do, um, and this is any time you're listening to it, it just happens to be Thanksgiving-ish time right now. Ask your team what they want. What are your goals? You know, I know we talk about this a lot, but ask them again, ask them all the time and start connecting that and I think what you'll find is as you as you yourself get grounded and figure out what's in your way or what fear is standing in your way or where you need to become brave or have more courage or whatever around certain things, you're going to see this in every single conversation you have. And you're going to start to be able to help everyone around you. And I'm, t- I'm talking about your team, but this could be your brother. It could be your neighbor. It could be your husband. It could be whoever. But start to help them process how to get out of their own way and, you know, and reach their goals, you know, and I do, I do firmly know that we are better together and that team is how we get everything we want, whether that, again, that team is your family, that team is your team and strategies, that team is your company, that team is your neighborhood network, whatever that is, but together we are better together, but we got to know where each one of us fit in and how we all get there together. So, Spend some time being grateful, but spend some time truly being present and listening to mm-hmm. what your what your team wants. Where are they going? Where do they want to go on vacation next year? Do you know? <laughs> right. Good you stuff. Know, for me, the last thing that I would want to add is um, leadership is communication. That's all it is. And everything that you do speaks and they're listening to everything that you say whether it's, you know, talking to them, whether it's not talking to them, because saying nothing is saying something, whether it's the body language that you use. And I do think we make our own weather. I think when we come in in a negative headspace, and I love, Leslie, what you've been talking about, you know, starting your day on that positive note, you know, taking care and nurturing yourself so that you can bring your best self into the company. Because when you don't, they feel that too. And they listen to that too. And they hear that too. And Um, you know, I think that authenticity, going back to what you said, Michael, it's okay to come in, in a negative headspace, but it's what you do with that, that matters. You know, do you lean on your team and allow them in and allow them to help make it better so that you can get quickly through that, that rain shower and onto the sunshine as fast as possible. And with all of them in tow, everything we do speaks to our team and, you know, take a look around. Do you know your team? Are you taking a moment to to forget writing your Braveheart speech 
and ask them where they're going on vacation. You know, ask them how they're doing. Are you paying attention to their body language? Have they come in a little bit down? And are you providing that support for them? Leadership is all about communication and how we communicate, whether you're communicating your values, whether you're communicating your vision, you know, whatever it is that you need the team to know, are you saying that to them? And then are you listening in return? Listening is a valuable part of communication. And so I would just, I would leave you with this. Look at your own personal communication skills. What weather are you bringing and how can you change that weather to a bright sunny day every every single day. And, and, you know, I know that there's going to be that little bit of rain from time to time, but are you, are you using, you know, your team as part of that, that system to move you quickly into that sunny spot again, so that, that it doesn't linger. Um, Just watch your communication skills. Cause that is, and in a nutshell, that's what leadership is. Love it. This has been awesome. Love talking with you guys, as I always do. Uh, Would definitely have to do this again. And I think I say that at the end of every podcast because I always am inspired. Every time I talk to someone, I'm like, man, we got to have more of those kind of conversations. And we hope that did that for all of you out there that are listening. So again, thank you everyone that tuned in. Uh, We will definitely talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to hit follow and please share the episode link with anyone who you think could benefit from today's content. To learn more about how strategies can help create more fun, profit, and growth potential for you, your company, and your team, we invite you to schedule a free 60-minute strategy session by clicking the direct link in the description of this episode. There, you'll also find links to our wide array of coaching, seminar, and learning opportunities, all of which can be found at strategies.com.